Welcome to the Get Healthier Podcast with Rena Jadhav, who's on a quest to uncover breakthroughs and cures in living longer, healthier, and happier. Genetic testing, stem cells, rattling, talking to Silicon Valley geniuses and the best doctors in the world about the hottest products and programs to make you live an amazingly joyful life. Are you ready? Now, here's your host, Rena. Hello, everybody. It's Rena Jadhav here from the healthier podcast with the amazing Dr. Michael Chang. Dr. Chang, welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Rena. Now you've written a book mm-hmm. called Mitochondrial Dysfunction, a mm-hmm. functional medicine approach to diagnosis and treatment. Get rid of fatigue, fat, and fog. We're gonna go through this as a book master class, which means we're gonna go chapter mm-hmm. by chapter. But before we dive into the very first chapter. I want you to define the word mitochondria for everybody, and then I want you to tell everyone, why the heck did you get involved with mitochondria, given that you were in pathology before? Yes. Well, the mitochondria is an organelle uh, within every cell, and uh, many cells have many, many copies of uh, the mitochondria. And the function of the mitochondria is to make energy for the cell to use. Uh, so it's, uh, you, you probably have uh, you know, several hundred copies in most of the cells, especially in the more active uh, cells. And uh, they provide the energy, and so the cell can do its proper function. Uh-huh. All right, let's get started. Chapter 1, Structure mm-hmm. and Function of Mitochondria. So health is all about energy. Mm-hmm. And in this chapter, you explain how this energy is created by the mitochondria and then what happens that it stops creating energy. So please. Okay. Yeah. You might want to think of uh, the mitochondria as kind of like a power station, if you will. And, uh, and basically, it's taking the food you know, that you eat, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, and converting it into energy in the form of ATP. And that's the, cell, the, the uh, usable uh, energy that the cell can use. So in order to go through this process, uh, the mitochondria, which has a double membrane, uh, has this electron transport chain. Uh, and uh, it's basically transporting electrons down this chain. It's kind of like transporting it, uh, electricity uh, from the uh, power generator down to your house. Uh, through various substations that, that, you know, downgrades the power until it's usable by your house uh, as electricity. So uh, these uh, substations, uh, there are five of them as part of the electron transport chain. And, uh, and al- along each step, it's uh, creating an uh, energy gradient. Uh, and uh, the final process of this is to... Um, uh, uh, combine the, ele- the electrons with, with, water, with oxygen, and that's why we breathe. Uh, so now you have the explanation of why we have to eat and breathe. Uh, <laughs> so it combines it with the oxygen that you take in and uh, forms water, and uh, out comes uh, ATP from ADP, which is its precursor form. And then uh, from ATP, you can split off the, the phosphate, uh, portion and, uh, and energy is liberated out of that process. So um, this is basically the reason we don't think of it this way, but you really should as to why we have to eat the proper food and breathe. Uh, the, the, we, again, you know, don't emphasize enough breathing. We just take it for granted, kind of an automatic thing. But uh, you really have to take nice deep breaths uh, I really emphasize uh, breathing uh, techniques, uh, you know, uh, deep breathing through the belly breathing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that really brings in a lot more oxygen, which can be used by the cells. So you got to eat properly. You got to breathe properly. So the mitochondria have the substrate to, to, to work with and, and uh, create the energy. These little critters are quite sensitive. I mean, remember, they were ancient bacteria that became symbiotic with, with, with ourselves, well, our ancestors, of course, uh, hundreds of, uh, I don't know how long ago, millions of years ago. 
and uh, they kind of just, uh, you know, became incorporated into the cell, uh, and they kind of specialize in making energy. And, uh, but, you know, as any bacteria, they do sense the environment. So uh, the mitochondria is also sensitive to sense what's going on around, going on around the cell. So if there's any danger uh, that might endanger the safety of the cell, they'll shut off the energy production and then go into a cell defense mode. And that's where you have trouble. You know, that's when the fatigue starts to set in. Uh, your cells can't function the way it's intended to. So you start experiencing fatigue, brain fog. You can't lose weight. A whole myriad of, of uh, medical uh, symptoms. So um, th that's why these uh, uh, organelles, these mitochondria, are really critical uh, in the function, the proper function and health uh, uh, of our body. And that goes back to cancer, diabetes, heart disease, yeah. pretty much all chronic disease, all aging can be linked back to mitochondrial dysfunction. And now in the next chapter, we're going to talk about, well, what is it that bothers these critters? Back, yeah. Step back. Yeah. And just take well, a moment to say, mm -hmm. we never think of our body being actually run by bacteria, right? Yeah. We never think yeah. of it that way. We never <laughs> realize that actually what makes us human is the billions and trillions of bacteria that are in every cell, that are in our gut lining, that are yeah. actually the driving force behind, you know, this whatever five foot seven, you know, yeah. 120 pound person. Um, right. This person doesn't exist if there isn't a right. incredibly healthy microbiome. And, and so I'm just going to do a shout out that yeah. your chapter one really underscores what HealCircle.org says over and over and over again, which mm -hmm. Hippocrates said so long ago, if you don't mm -hmm. have a great microbiome, you really don't have health. So thank you. Right. <laughs> thank you for bringing that into chapter one. All right, let's do chapter two. Okay. Yeah. So, well, chapter two, we go into some of the, uh, you know, the, the theories such as the uh, uh, Robert Navio's, uh, um, you know, this cell defense uh, mechanism that I just alluded to earlier. Uh, when the cell is endangered by, particularly by inflammation, uh, by other uh, infections, uh, viral, uh, fung fungal, or bacterial, uh, those all threaten the cells. And uh, so they go into the cell defense mode, and that shuts down the uh, energy production. So if you have inflammation anywhere in the body, if you have um, uh, infections, uh, and now we know even mental uh, and physical stress can affect the mitochondrial function as a form of danger. So uh, all those can affect the mitochondria. And, uh, and as you said, uh, cancers, uh, all degenerative diseases, and the whole aging process, now we know is linked to, to mitochondrial function. And, and invariably over time, you know, the function degrades, uh, and you have a lot of um, old and uh, not, uh, not fully functioning mitochondria, which kind of just stays there. And uh, that drags down the whole, whole process. So what we need to do is pretty much, you know, kind of kickstart those uh, old and aging ones to, to function again. And, uh, and also for the body to, to um, degrade them in a process that we call autophagy. And so that's kind of the, the, uh, the backgrounds for, for the next few chapters. Okay. I'm going to give a list to everyone who's listening. Uh, or watching of all the things that create stress and hurt the mitochondrial energy production that you've listed. So chemicals, pollutants, toxins, yeah. biotoxins, heavy metals, statins, antibiotics, yeah. psychotropic drugs. Mm -hmm. um, in addition to that, you talk about alcohol, caloric mm -hmm. excess, EMF mm -hmm. exposure, don't even get me started on 5G at this point. Right. So in addition to the emotional stress, which is why things like meditation and deep breathing 
absolutely are the, the reason that so many of us get better. For me personally, I know for a fact that if I had not managed my stress and my breathing as step one, I would have never gotten out of my health crisis. I would be dead. I would not be doing this interview. Uh, mm -hmm. But now you're connecting it to the science because whenever you say yep. this to people, oh, breathing helps, they roll their eyes. Yes, right. Really, that makes no sense. How can breathing get me out of my sickness? But you are showing the science behind Absolutely. how the right breathing actually right. is a scientific proof for how yeah. it will get us out of disease. So for those of you, again, watching or listening, please note these mitochondria are ultra sensitive to all the things listed. So when you are sick and you're trying to get healthy, just doing one or two things is just not enough to restart your mitochondria because that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to restart your batteries. And just mm -hmm. doing one or two small things isn't going to help, which is why, again, as I say, if you have been diagnosed, you need to overwhelm your body with health. Yes. Uh, you got sick because you overwhelmed your body with stress and toxins. So now mm -hmm. you're going to overwhelm your body with health. And that means you're going to kick out all the things that I've just listed. You're going to deep breathe, mm -hmm. meditate. All right, Dr. Chang, let's move to chapter right. three. Chapter three. Tell us a little bit about the essence of that. Okay. Let's see. I just want to refer to my home. Uh, In fact, so, hold on a moment. A I'm going to. All right. Chapter three, nutrition and the mitochondria. So you talk a lot about the elimination diet, ketogenic diet, fasting, fasting strategies, of course, um, Dr. Longo's fasting mimicking diet, as well as a mitochondria boosting diet. So let's start with what does the mitochondria need in terms of nutrition to thrive? Right. Uh, the mitochondria uh, loves to use ketones. Uh, and of course, I mean, usually it gets uh, glucose to use, and that's what most people's diets are consistent of because of the emphasis on carbohydrates. Uh, but ketones will actually clean a lot, it will burn a lot cleaner. Uh, it's kind of like a clean, cleaner fuel, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and uh, it produces less of the um, electron, uh, the free radicals. Uh, which can damage the cell and can damage the mitochondria itself. Uh, so it's a much cleaner burning fuel. Uh, that's why the ketogenic diet is, is uh, really important. If you have a chronic disease with, with a mitochondrial dysfunction, uh, this is really uh, the main diet that I emphasize. Uh, and not only ketogenic, but also try to do some form of fasting, you know, Start with intermittent fasting or time-restricted feeding. How many hours do you like? Do you recommend? Yes, I, I I would like to start at twelve hours and then build up to fifteen or sixteen. What about the fasting mimicking diet? Uh, I've done that too, and I've given that to some of my patients. Uh, it's uh, I think it's really good. It's kind of like I myself was uh, never fasted before, so I wanted to try it. So so it's kind of like a um, fasting. You know, uh, on training wheels, <laughs> so to speak. You know, so so for those that are just kind of afraid to do it, because you still get some food every day. I think it's about six hundred to eight hundred calories. Mm -hmm. So you get these. Um, it comes complete with a couple of soups and some energy bars and nuts. Uh, so you still get the sensation of eating, and I think psychologically that's uh, kind of the importance. And uh, I found it pretty easy to yeah. do. I actually mm -hmm. did the. Um fasting mimicking diet as well, Dr. Longo's. And, I, and for anybody out there who's interested, you can go to healcircle.org and search for me sharing a day-by-day -day experience doing the fast. I also share exactly what um, you get to eat on each day that's packaged. Carbs. Now, you specifically in this chapter talk about reducing gut inflammation by eliminating sugar, dairy, gluten, soy, alcohol, legumes, eggs, fermentable fruits, and vegetables. Now, yes. questions on this for you. Yeah. Sugar, no-brainer, dairy, no-brainer, gluten, yeah. soy, alcohol, I get. Right. It's Let's talk about fermentable fruits and vegetables first. Yes. I was told mm -hmm. that to rebuild your gut, in fact, you want to do sauerkraut and fermentable, fermented fruits and vegetables. What have you found? Yes. Uh, I, I agree. In principle, that's, uh, you should have some fermentable 
uh, vegetables every day. That's always a good idea. But some people really can't tolerate it. So uh, I would just go slow. You know, mm -hmm. you don't have to take a lot. Uh, maybe a little bit, a spoonful uh, a day uh, to start and uh, just go from there. But overall, it's, it's uh, really the best form, especially if you make it at home yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really the best form of probiotic, uh, you know, as well as prebiotic mm -hmm. uh, treatment, you okay. know, compared to the... So you're not yeah. saying eliminate it. You're saying go be careful and go slow. Yeah. And let's talk about the last item, which is legumes. What do you have against them, Dr. Chang? Yeah, legumes, you know, you got the whole lectin issue. Uh, although my, I myself, I, I love legumes and I tolerate it really well. It doesn't give me any kind of gas, but you know, it is a problem for some people. And uh, of course, you, you, you should try to, you know, soak it uh, before cooking. But then uh, if you buy the the, the cooked, the canned cooked beans, um, I've heard there's really not much of a lectin issue. So it uh, just depends on how you prepare it and, and cook it. But it is one of the best form of, um, you know, proteins, uh, and it really staves off hunger. So I, I really use it as a substitute for, for, for carbs, you know, for breads and pastas. Exactly. So yeah. the key message here is not that you reduce all these completely, it's that mm -hmm. you find out what you're sensitive to. Absolutely. And, That's and exactly. so that I think everybody should do a Viome gut test mm -hmm. and do a food sensitivity test along with that. There's a couple of uh, players out there that you can do food sensitivity tests. In fact, these days on Groupon, you can get one done for like 29, 30 bucks. This mm -hmm. is so inexpensive. It's almost a no brainer to see what is it that your body may be unhappy with. But the Viome gut test tells you what is it that the microbiome in your gut, mm -hmm. what is it that they are looking to feed on and what are the things that they are just not interested in. So it's what are your superfoods and those are the foods that your gut microbiome can process, that it loves, it can convert that very easily into energy versus the foods yeah. that even if somebody says that's a superfood like kale, Kale may be a superfood for you, Dr. Chang, but it's poison for me. My, my gut microbiome just doesn't know what to do with it. And yes, absolutely right, Rita. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And when you, do so, when you eat something that your gut microbiome just doesn't know what to do with, well, guess what it does to it? It converts it into toxic, what Ayurveda calls ama or byproduct, which basically mm -hmm. means it's just crap that your body needs to now somehow yeah. deal with right. and you don't need that. So I right. think the most critical message here is that if you've been diagnosed or you're looking for health, you really cannot get there without first understanding what are your superfoods, your personal superfoods, and yes. your personal avoid list. And um, by the way, we've done a partnership with Viome uh, mm -hmm. where we are the most uh, cost-effective way because the 25% referral fee that they give to their partners, we give back to the patient because we are a nonprofit and we don't take one cent from any of the products that we recommend. So you can do just for uh, about a hundred bucks, the gut biome test uh, on healcircle.org. You can get access to it, or you can just do biome.com forward slash healcircle to get the cheapest discounted price. And that would be my recommendation in terms of um, this particular chapter which is yes. how you make sure you're not eating things that are creating. Right. Uh, I agree. I, I've had the test myself and it's a, uh, uh, quite, quite useful information. It's helping me. Yes. Mm -hmm. The last point in this chapter three, you talk about eating slowly, chewing well, and being relaxed. Why? Why is that yeah. important? Uh, it's very important. You need to be in a parasympathetic state because most people today, they're stressed out and they're, you know, uh, way too much uh, sympathetic uh, stimulation. So you need to sit down and uh, relax give a little prayer of gratitude, uh, and then that starts the, the parasympathetic system uh, going, and that's going to stimulate your, your gastric juices and your, and, and your digestive enzymes. So it's really important that you do that. Just give yourself a, a couple of minutes, you know, just get away from your, your work and your stress, and just kind of sit, close your eyes, give a prayer, and uh, let your body... Uh, do its digestive uh, functions. Yeah. 
There was so much wisdom in how our ancestors led their lives, isn't it? When I say ancestors, I even mean my grandparents. Yes. We always sat down and said a little prayer. We didn't just kind of eat while driving the car. <laughs> yeah, right. Or what I typically was doing, which is I would eat while working. And yeah. uh, there is nothing more toxic right. uh, than, than doing that, right? Being stressed and eating at the uh, same time. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Let's right. go into chapter four. Chapter four, supplements for mitochondria. I love this chapter because you went into such great detail on things like multivitamins mm -hmm. and glutathione and CoQ10, magnesium, right. so berberine, melatonin, B vitamins, um, <laughs> let's, cannabinoids, you even went into that, and so we're going to talk yeah. a little bit about that. Because okay. there's so much you covered, just give us a quick summary of what do you take for your mitochondrial? Because I think that's the quickest way for us yeah. to support. Yeah. Yeah, I realize uh, this chapter is a bit long and lots of things are listed and is maybe a little confusing to people. What I do, uh, I would start with, uh, I think CoQ10 is, is a must, okay? CoQ10, magnesium, and, and glutathione, okay? And, and you can take NAC, it's a much cheaper form, it's a precursor form of glutathione. So we can start there. And uh, I also like the PQQ, which uh, stimulates uh, mitochondria to, to divide. And so you're actually making uh, more and new mitochondria. Uh, so after those three, you might want to consider uh, things like NAD, which is, uh, you know, basically a form of B3. Uh, and uh, so, um, and, and then, or ribose. Um, so I think that that will form a good foundation to, to start. And everything else you can kind of try or add on uh, if you wish. Uh, but I would say those are the foundations. One of the things that I've, and I think this is where people like us get so confused because if you Google mitochondrial supplements, you'll mm -hmm. get all kinds of companies selling all kinds of combinations, very yes. different from the ones you've mentioned. I mean, I've seen green tea in some of them. I've seen astragalus in some of them. Um, where do you come out? How do we as consumers, as patients, get comfort? And why can't you all just get together and come up with a single list? Because <laughs> it gets very complicated. <laughs> yes, I, I understand. Uh, well, you know, the ones on my list uh, are really proven. Uh, by research to, to actually do something uh, to the mitochondria. Uh, other things, maybe just general antioxidants, which is fine, you know, that helps, uh, you know, um, reduce some of the uh, free radicals. Uh, but those are just general things, right? Okay. I mean, it's not really specific to the mitochondria. Got it. The ones on the list are proven. Mm -hmm. And how do you take them? So do you take them in the form of supplements or food? Or do you take pills? Do you take liquids? Which brands do you like? Uh, well, I, I take, take it in the form of supplements, in the pills. Uh, most of them are in capsules uh, and uh, uh, various brands. Um, but, you know, tr try to avoid the, 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 the Costco level, you know, or, or grocery store. Um, I, I prescribe, uh, you know, from, from my pharmacy uh, using full script, and those are really uh, professional-grade ones. So um, really go, go, especially in CoQ10, I mean, there's such a wide range, you know, uh, in the price and, and quality. So you really have to be careful. Don't, don't go just on, on, on the cheapest price uh, mm -hmm. because it won't be worth much of anything because many of these uh, supplements, you know, uh, they're not water soluble, so um, you know the absorption is a major issue. So um, and and that's why uh, you know the newest form of CoQ10 called MitoQ yes. uh, actually creates a electrical gradient to push uh, the the CoQ10 into the mitochondria, and that that really holds a lot of potential. And I personally like that. And that's the company, right? MitoQ, I think. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. I think they're. New Zealand or something. Yeah. Exactly. So you do like that particular brand? Yes. And you yes. do recommend them. What about CBD? You talk a little bit about the mm -hmm. cannabinoid and endocannabinoid system. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I was uh, surprised when I did my research that, uh, you know, the, 
mitochondria actually responds to CBD. They love and CBD. Yeah, love. yeah. Right, exactly. So, you know, it's uh, uh, pretty much stimulates, again, you know, uh, energy production and autophagy, you know, getting rid of those old and, and not working uh, dysfunctional mitochondria. So make room for, for new ones. And that's, that's really um, a pretty darn important function. Uh, so... Yeah, I was surprised to find that out myself. And how do you recommend someone try out CBD? Is there a particular format yes. that you like? Uh, yeah, the, 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 the rule of thumb is always to start low. You know, you might want, want to start just at one or two milligrams. Uh, and uh, the, the sublingual uh, form is, is good. Um, just let it sit for a minute or so to let it absorb. Uh, and, uh, and then work yourself, work, work up from there, you know, uh, depends on your symptoms, but like for pain or cancer, I mean, you may require up to, you know, maybe up to 50 milligrams. So you have to kind of, um, just mm -hmm. titrate it, titrate it up slowly and, and see how your body responds. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. There is so much confusion around supplements. And my recommendation always is, you know, one, of course, you can download our free health journal on healcircle.org. Um, but really what I typically recommend is find a functional med medical practitioner. Find mm -hmm. someone who will make sure that you're being tested for any deficiencies, that you're getting the right volume, the right proportions. What are your thoughts? Is this something people can DIY themselves? Or is this something you recommend that someone find a practitioner? Yeah, I definitely recommend finding a practitioner uh, because that's why I kind of just listed all these supplements without, um, you know, any particular uh, rhyme or reason because uh, it really depends. You have to work with a practitioner to, to know uh, what else to add to that basic group of five. Uh, and really depends on what else is going on in your body. So definitely, yeah, okay. work with practitioner. Mm -hmm. Okay. And again, for those of you, we have a directory called healerpedia.com. You can also get to it from Heal Circle. Just click on directory, and we're going to work with Dr. Chang to find his recommendations and get them listed in the directory. So if you are looking for someone to work with you on this particular piece of the puzzle, uh, please do check out healcircle.org's directory or send us a message as we say, you know, help at healcircle.org and we can get the information for you from Dr. Chang, depending on which part of the world uh, you reside All in. All right, let's do All chapter right. five, lifestyle changes. So Dr. Chang, you believe mm -hmm. that in fact, even more important than supplements, et cetera, are some lifestyle changes. Why is that? Uh, lifestyle changes is what's really going to move the needle. Uh, for, for, for chronic conditions. Uh, so, you know, we rely on supplements as a short-term basis, as a bridge, you know, but uh, to really heal completely, uh, I feel you, you must have lifestyle changes. I agree. That, that's really a must, yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. So let's, you've got quite a nice list here, and I'd like to go one by one and okay. just get your feedback on each in terms of, A, what exactly mm -hmm. does it do to our body? and then B, how frequently should we do it? So let's get started with high-intensity training or exercise. Yeah. What exactly does it do for the mitochondria, and how often do you recommend it? Uh, yeah, the HIIT does a tremendous uh, stimulation of the mitochondria. It's really uh, one of the most proven and most powerful. Uh, and uh, so you really it's, – it's a – uh, you know, a short-term burst of, of exercise uh, that you do for uh, 30 seconds or one minute. Then you take a one-minute um, uh, break uh, at a slower pace. And then you repeat that for about six or seven times. And what I like is instead of a long, prolonged aerobic workout, uh, by doing HIIT, you're, you're pretty much done in, in like 10 minutes. So exactly. I really exactly. like that. Yeah. I love it. It's like do it at least, yeah, three or four times a week. Uh, it's recommended. Number two, yes. oxygen and breathing. What does it do? And, and what is your favorite breathing exercise? And how often do you do it? 
uh, my, my breathing exercise is just, you know, the, the, uh, the belly breathing. Uh, I've learned the Buteyko method. Uh, your audience might want to look into that. B-U-T-E-Y-K-O. Mm -hmm. uh, this was a Russian scientist, uh, maybe 100 years ago or so, earlier 20th century. Uh, and he, he came up with a variant of the belly breathing that's the very quiet breathing and slow. And uh, I kind of like it. You can aim for like eight breaths a minute. Uh, would be would be good and it's it's like quiet and deep i think uh, a lot of the uh zen masters mm -hmm. uh in the past you know that their breathing is 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 in this form i mean it's yeah. it's not those loud deep breathing that that you know yes. with the mouth open but so this is mouth closed uh they're they're you know you breathe through the nose it actually stimulates nit nitrous oxide nitric mm -hmm. oxide which dilates the blood vessels and that brings in the oxygen and the food supply to the cells. So um, there's a very good scientific basis for all that. So that's certainly one method. Or, or you can just do, you know, uh, quiet, deep breathing, uh, you know, uh, in and out uh, with a break uh, in between the ins and outs, um, uh, you know, count to 10. Um, so, yeah, various, okay. many variants, yeah. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. And again, for those of you listening in or watching, HealCircle.org, we have simple breathing exercises listed everywhere. So you can yeah. pretty much click on any one of the different options and you can find um, or join the Healthify free online seven-day program that has a whole section on breathing as well as some recommended breathing techniques as well as the one that Dr. Chang just mentioned. All right, the next one, hypoxia. What is that? Yes, well, hypoxia. Hypoxia is a form of hormesis, and let me just define hormesis. Uh, it's doing something that uh, basically the body doesn't quite like, uh, such as holding your breath, uh, but it stimulates the mitochondria. So that's why we, we shouldn't live in a completely uh, air-conditioned and heated world, you know, where there's uh, no change, because it's these temperature changes uh, that, that, uh, you know, and, and oxygen level changes that, that stimulates the mitochondria, uh, makes them healthy. Mm -hmm. And what do you recommend? How does someone create hypoxia in their life? Uh, just, uh, try to breathe out, uh, for prolonged periods, breathing out and try to kind of hold it as long as you can, okay. uh, for maybe five to 10 seconds with every breath. Uh, you okay. can do that as part of that buteco breathing exercise. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, next one, of course, stress reduction, which yes. I don't think anybody needs to be told. <laughs> what right. is your favorite stress reduction technique? How does Dr. Chang keep his stress under control? Uh, oh, yeah, I love meditation. Um, this is something relatively new for me. Uh, but once you get into the habit, I, I can't do without it. You know, I, I do uh, about 15 minutes uh, first thing in the morning and then uh, toward the end of the day before dinner. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, for me, I, I connect to, 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 to God during that meditation period and I just receive healing for your body. So, so, um, it, it's not just blanking out necessarily. Uh, there are again, different forms of meditation, but for me, it's, it's like, um, actualizing, um, what I like to see. I want health. Uh, I want uh, prosperity. Uh, so you just visualize those those things, and and uh, I, I I visualize a light, you know, God is as a light, mm -hmm. and I just receive from that. And some people do the movement of the of the energy, you know, to mm -hmm. go through your body down to the center of the earth and move it back up to to the light. Um, all that have been proven, believe it or not, to stimulate your mitochondria. Wow. So uh, wow. among other things, of course. Um, uh, so it's all fantastic. Right. Yeah. Next, let's talk about sauna, and I would also love mm -hmm. to get your feedback on infrared sauna and if there is any difference between the infrared sauna and just the regular sauna. So how does it help? How often? Uh, yeah, uh, infrared um, penetrates much deeper. The heat penetrates into the, into the skin for about half an inch or so. So it's different from just regular sauna. But if you don't have a infrared sauna, but by the way, the infrared saunas are quite reasonable. You can get those little portable tents. You know, That's right. 
dollars. Yeah, that's right. And really, um, I invested puts out, in one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It penetrates deep into the tissue, and uh, they stimulate the mitochondria. So it's uh, very effective. In and addition to feeling really good, <laughs> especially <laughs> for my children, they were so stiff. Yeah. yeah. And how often do you recommend someone do sauna? Uh, three times a week. Three okay. times a week. You okay. either do it first thing in the morning, or some people like it before bedtime. And it puts them to sleep. Yeah, relaxing. Okay. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. What about cold therapy? So I do cryotherapy, which freaks me out, but it's getting into the cryo chamber, which is minus one CC. What what exactly does cold therapy do for mitochondria and how do you recommend it? I'm assuming cold showers, but what do you think of cryotherapy? Uh, But, you know, in general, any short-term stimulation by by heat or cold uh, will stimulate the mitochondria. So, again, you're, you're creating mitogenesis which is a formation of new mitochondria. And uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's what our ancestors experienced uh, before air conditioning and heating, so right? Every day they go through, uh, you know, different temperatures. And that makes the body stronger, basically. Now, one of the things you talk about is grounding and forest bathing. This, so yeah. what is the science behind this? Yeah, there's a lot of science. It's um, mainly coming out of Japan. They're really um, big into forest bathing. Uh, and they found that by being out in the forest, um, just walking around, uh, actually produces a chemical, I don't remember the name of it, that they can measure in your urine uh, after being wow. in the forest and so yeah so it actually produces chemical changes uh in the body and uh so it's much more than just a, a woohoo you know type of thing uh, and what so about they're grounding? yeah well the grounding is it's fantastic you know the earth has a negative charge you know on the surface so uh, our body generally is it's toxic and, and it has too much positive charge so by by grounding uh, you actually uh, absorb the uh, negative uh, energy, the electron energy, negative charge energy from, from the ground. And it doesn't have to be bare earth, although that's the best. You know, moist sand is ideal. Uh, but even can be concrete, you know, out in your backyard patio or something. But always with your bare feet, though. Don't wear anything with rubber. So you have rubber sole shoes that's going to negate the, the effect or, or even sandals. I see so many people wearing sandals, like even on the beach, you know, mm-hmm. no, you really got to be barefoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind, that's but awesome. doing it at the beach and the ocean is, 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 is where it's really strongest. Yeah. What about stem cell therapy? Uh, stem cell therapy. Yes. I mean, it's certainly something new, uh, but I strongly believe that's the medicine of the future and they're already using it in, in uh, injecting into joints um, and uh, various body parts. I did, fact, I did it as well. I flew to Dr. Camela's oh. lab in Florida because, of course, I am a biohacker myself. I test everything oh. on myself and I write about it. Okay. So, so you're a supporter of stem cell therapy. Massage yes. and body work. So that's another one that people roll their eyes. Massages are good, but they're not going to heal oh, me. Gosh. What's the yeah. sign? It's, it's, it's really helpful, you know. I mean, uh, it's... Uh, Again, it's good for the mitochondria, but it relaxes your muscles, and which um, you know uh, will produce less lactic acid, which we mentioned before. That was okay. my concern, and uh, it's just general relaxation. But Got there's it. a lot of behind it too. Yeah. So it's so more I, of the stress reduction that triggers the mitochondrial health. Yes. Yes. And what about mm-hmm. structured water and hydrogen water? So that's the one where I personally am not completely sure I understand. Uh, how yeah. does hydrogen water or structured water create health? Yeah, again, you know, they stimulate the, the mitochondria. I was introduced to hydrogen water through a friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, initially I was kind of skeptic, but um, after I had the year acupuncture, my ears felt like they were on fire. So mm-hmm. she gave me this nice, cool hydrogen water to drink. And uh, it, it's like really soothed soothed everything you know i felt so much better so then i studied the science again uh there's a lot of publications uh, mainly from asia that's where it kind of started uh hundreds of publications uh many of them in animal studies but also in humans 
Uh, it can pretty much help uh, many of the chronic diseases. Um, and uh, it really helps chronic fatigue syndrome. And I can attest to that myself uh, when I had the muscle fatigue and uh, exhaustion. I mean, I would just drink the hydrogen water. Which is uh, your one, favorite brand? Uh, I, I use Truzy. Uh, and uh, they claim T-R-U-S-I-I. And uh, they came out with a new machine that claims to be uh, uh, have the highest content of hydrogen uh, available. It just feels yeah. alive rather than kind of flat, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so you're, you're stimulated to drink more of it than, than you normally would. So there's from a hydration standpoint, as well as hydrogen is the smallest molecule. I mean, it can go right through every membrane of the body, including the cell membrane, including the mitochondrial membrane and go to work uh, directly in the nucleus as well as in the mitochondria. It can uh, stimulate uh, mTOR, uh, and, which is an anti-aging gene. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it can do a lot of uh, really powerful functions. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is one of the reasons that I think ancient cultures or uh, like Ayurveda as an example, or even traditional yeah. Chinese medicine, talk about eating right. raw fruits and vegetables because that's where you get structured yes. water in nature. Yes. So the right. easiest way to get structured water in nature without investing in an expensive machine is just to right. eat lots and lots of raw fruits and vegetables. Yes. Well, yes. in reverse order, raw vegetables and fruits. We do not want yes. you overdosing on raw fruits as much, but definitely yes. raw vegetables and of right. course juicing as well as long as it's a cold pressure right. and so, also you know in nature the from waterfalls you know or moving oh, water yeah. i mean that's where it's uh very very strong in fact okay. they've shown that you know like the holy water in some parts of the world um mm -hmm. actually has a high content of hydrogen you know mm -hmm. yeah all right let's get to chapter six functional medicine approach to mitochondrial yeah. dysfunction Let's right. start with what is functional medicine for those of our listeners that are new to this particular term. Yeah. Functional medicine is a different approach to, uh, to, to, to the body uh, compared to conventional, uh, which is more uh, oriented by organs, uh, by body uh, systems, traditional systems. Uh, in functional, uh, we're looking at different systems, uh, more functional systems like detoxification or, uh, you know, absorption uh, and metabolism, uh, which involve many different uh, organ systems that kind of cross the traditional, uh, you know, specialties of medicine. Uh, so uh, looking at functions, and we're looking for root causes. Uh, we're not just treating symptoms with something superficial that blocks the, the symptom, uh, but we want to dig down to the root cause and fix that and that's really the permanent way to take care of a chronic condition mm -hmm. and uh, and the best way uh to really dig down to the cellular level is is to look at the mitochondrial function so there's nothing deeper to, than this level all right um, well let's talk about that yeah. so you talk about yeah. the three body systems mm -hmm. and then you talk yeah. about the three tests the organic acid test the stool test and the cortisol test so yes. What are the three yeah. body systems? And if you could just walk us through, how does someone go about getting these tests done? And what are we looking for in these tests? Yeah. So the three body systems kind of uh, mirrors the way uh, our bodies get diseased. Uh, always starts with a neuroendocrine system. Uh, it's basically, you know, includes the, the adrenals and thyroid, but also the neurotransmitters in the brain. Uh, the sex hormones, uh, and energy level. So we want to look at these uh, pieces of the puzzle first uh, because often they're, they're uh, a form of low-hanging fruit, if you will. Uh, once you fix these, people feel better. They get more energy uh, in order to do the more uh, tougher stuff. So the second organ uh, system is really the looking at the gut, uh, which includes, you know, the uh, the mechanical functions of the guts, digestive functions, but also the microbiome uh, and uh, gut pathogens. So from this, we move on to the final section, which is more detoxification related, 
uh, in oxidative stress. And uh, so this is a nice orderly approach to uh, uh, working up a patient and treating them. Uh, sometimes you can't dig right to the detox level when the, when the body is not prepared for it. So you mm -hmm. kind of have to go in a systematic way. And yeah, the organic acid test to me is the best survey of all the body functions of all those three, three uh, systems. Uh, it has 46 markers on it. Uh, starts out with uh, how you metabolize your foods, uh, which is your fats, your, your um, carbohydrates, and your proteins. And uh, then it looks at, you know, how, how again, mitochondrial function, uh, the Krebs cycle, uh, which is part of that energy conversion process before it gets into the electron transport chain. Uh, and then uh, that gives you a good idea how, how, how you metabolize your food and how you're making energy. Uh, then it also looks at liver function, the particular de detoxification, and uh, also looks at the neurotransmitters and brain inflammation markers, which are very critical, can explain many of your mood disorders. Uh, and then it moves on uh, to uh, like your oxidative stress level. Uh, and then final section will be the gut of how the uh, your microbiome is producing uh, organic acids, which reflect their function. Uh, so this, that, that's the most important test, I think, uh, as a general survey. Um, most functional practitioners should be familiar with it. Uh, and it's, it's offered by Genova, so it's uh, uh, you know, readily available to a okay. practitioner. Is there a yeah. way to do it without a practitioner? Uh, I'm not sure about that. Um, uh, okay. They can inquire through Genova. I, I don't know if they offer it directly. Okay. Um, All right, let's talk about the stool test. What are we looking for in the stool test? Yeah, the stool test uses the PCR technology, which is looking for the uh, DNA of the uh, organism. So it's much more accurate, more sensitive and, 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 uh, than, than uh, the conventional hospital methods of somebody looking at a microscope. Uh, so this is state-of-the-art technology, and we're looking for pathogens, uh, whether it's bacterial, uh, whether it's fungal or viral, and we're also looking at your, your uh, microbiome, uh, the, the, the main players in the microbiome, and then uh, we also wanna look for uh, any kind of uh, uh, dysbiosis, which will be imbalances, in the major uh, bacterial groups. And this is so common today. I would say nearly 100% of my patients have issues with mm -hmm. dysbiosis. Mm -hmm. And it's a major problem because this is, opens the, the door to a whole panoply of chronic diseases, including autoimmune diseases, uh, through, through leaky guts. That's the mechanism. And this test can also look at uh, zonulin, which reflects the uh, leaky guts. So that's really important, as well as various inflammatory markers. So okay. the third, yeah. And then the last one is the cortisol test. What are you looking for in that? Uh, the cortisol test traditionally uh, was, um, you know, to diagnose the, this uh, term called adrenal fatigue. Mm -hmm. And I know uh, that that whole concept may be kind of up in the air today. Uh, but I, I use it as a reflection of your lifestyle, mm. uh, because if that, because it, it gives you a, a curve of what your, your cortisol normally does throughout your day from the moment you wake up to, to bedtime. And if that curve is abnormal, uh, it really reflects more than anything else. Uh, the, you, you have a lifestyle and, and circadian rhythm issue. Uh, so you really have to work on that. That's very critical for the mitochondrial function as well. So whether you want to consider as a diagnosis for adrenal fatigue or, uh, or, or more for your circadian rhythm, uh, it's a very powerful test. And it really um, hammers in the message that a patient needs to work on their lifestyle. When, when that curve goes upside down, I mean, in other words, it's really low in the morning when it should be high or really high in the evening when you should be sleeping, then you know uh, something is all messed up, you know, with either your sleep patterns, your eating patterns. Uh, so um, you're, you really, it, it, 
you know, it hammers home the message. They got to work on the lifestyle changes. Absolutely. And so you typically get a patient to go through all these tests. And um, I'm assuming then at that point, you create a treatment program. So in chapter six, you talk a little bit about yes. uh, the treatment of this dysfunction. Mm -hmm. Could you walk us a little bit yeah. through it? Yeah. Well, the mitochondria uh, is actually quite amenable to, to treatment. Uh, one of the most powerful is that you, you, you got to, um, we talked about those substations, those five substations uh, in the uh, electron transport chain. Well, they're all composed of uh, proteins. So what we're going to do, and you can't just eat regular meat and, uh, and, uh, and let that be sufficient to help the mitochondria. It's not sufficient. And you need what's called free-form mitochondria, which is already, you know, they're, they're broken down. Protein is a big, long chain of amino acids. So here you already have individual amino acids. You have all the essential amino acids in a powder form. And you take one bolus of about nine grams, mix it with water and without food, and just drink that. And that gets absorbed immediately into your system. And they go right to work to form those uh, electron transport chain units. And uh, so basically like building up your, your, your factory uh, energy, your electricity um, substations. And so once we have that, then we of course got to uh, uh, deal with the, the CoQ10, which is one of those substations uh, in the electron transport chain. Uh, and uh, th then you want to, as I said earlier, you go, you're going to need the magnesium and the glutathione, uh, as well as oxygen to make it all work. So it's not just one thing. It's really a, a, a group of things that you got to work on together to stimulate the mitochondria. Mm, makes a lot of sense. Well, how long do you see typically someone who comes in with average level of dysfunction. How long so, does it take someone who follows your recommendations in terms of lifestyle and supplements and the biohacking we've just talked about, how long does it take for them to get back to health? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, doing the supplements, um, you'd be surprised. It's quite quick. It could be, um, you know, two to three months. And of course, you want to follow that up with, with uh, you know, with, with lifestyle changes. Uh, so yeah, we're talking about just a matter of months, you know, three months, mm -hmm. you, you'll be, um, the, the mitochondria will be functioning much better. Three to six months would be the average. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. That sounds yeah. great. And mm -hmm. in terms of the actual process itself, um, autoimmune diseases, what is the connection mm -hmm. between the autoimmune diseases, which by the way are rampant at last yeah. time, there's a couple of hundred of them. Yes. And mm -hmm. your treatment protocol for it? Well, my treatment protocol certainly, uh, you know, would involve looking at the gut. So you want to make sure you don't have leaky guts. I mean, that's like the gateway to autoimmune diseases. And uh, so you got to uh, fix the guts first, let it heal, get rid of all the pathogens. Uh, and uh, that, that uh, will go a long way in terms of prevention of autoimmune diseases. But even after you develop autoimmune diseases, the gut is still vital because after you're diagnosed with one, you know, very likely you go on to have more uh, mm -hmm. autoimmune diseases uh, within a few years. So it's really critical that you reverse that whole process as, as early as possible. You gotta start with the guts. Uh, but basically the autoimmune diseases will obviously impact the mitochondria and that's why you always have that fatigue associated with those conditions. Yeah. What do you recommend for gut health for someone who is not yet working with a practitioner but wants to start immediately on fixing their gut? Yeah, fixing the gut, uh, you, you, you got to start with um, really healthy diets. Um, that's the first thing you, you have to do. Uh, you know, eat organic, uh, you know, pesticide-free um, you know, really clean meats. Uh, I, I get my meats online, you know, that comes from uh, really clean farms. Uh, you really can't buy the average meat from a grocery store today, unfortunately. 
mm. uh, because they're, they're, the, the, the fat in those animal uh, meats would all contain the antibiotics and, and uh, pesticides and whatnot. So we got to eat really clean, first of all. And then, um, you know, one, one thing you can do is uh, glutamine uh, is, is really good to heal that leaky gut. Uh, it's a simple amino acids that you, you can buy as a supplement. Um, so you can always start there, but always, always start with the diet. Uh, okay. That's, that's a, yeah. All right. All right. Chapter seven. Chapter seven. We talk about mitochondrial diseases. And mm-hmm. I was so happy to see, I shouldn't be happy at all about this, but I was, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, yeah. was, I was very delighted that you have listed the diseases because I just interviewed someone about diabetes and the question was, what's causing it? And we have a lot of you know, folks out there that say, well, we don't really know what causes it. But yeah. here you are saying mitochondrial disease, I'm telling you what causes it. So you list diabetes type 2, cardiovascular, brain and nervous system, neurodegenerative, Mm -hmm. chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia. Um, And then, of course, you go into age-related hearing loss, skin, wrinkles, Mm -hmm. eye-related cancers, Mm -hmm. aging and infertility. That's, gosh, everything, right? Yes, (laughs) pretty much, yeah. Right? Like, what did you leave? Mitochondria. That's what it boils down to, right? (laughs) So let's just very quickly, because I'm sure whoever's listening has got one of these issues. Let's Mm -hmm. just very quickly spend a minute on each, just so someone who has, let's say, let's start with diabetes type 2. Yeah. What does mitochondrial dysfunction have to do with type 2 diabetes? Uh, Well, I mean, you know, once you don't have the energy... Uh, for like the beta cells to to do what it's supposed to do, which is making uh, insulin, uh, you're going to have a major issue there. And that's going to lead to, uh, you know, insulin um, resistance and uh, eventually diabetes. So everything starts at the cellular level. And uh, the cell doesn't have the energy to do its function, which is like to make hormones or whatever uh, the the cell is, then, then... uh, you're going to suffer. Yeah. Okay. So your argument really is that when the body doesn't have energy, mm-hmm. it's going to create disease and the name yes. of the disease may be diabetes, but really the gist of it right. is that the body just doesn't have energy. Yes. To the insulin or to right. impact. Um, and let's take one quick moment here to talk about methylation because... Well, methylation is, is so critical in, in so many different uh, body functions. I mean, from, from uh, you know, from your um, DNA, uh, copying the DNA to make proteins, uh, to, to detoxification, uh, you know, through uh, glutathione. Uh, so it's, it's pretty much involved in, in every body function. And uh, so if you have a MTHFR, uh, you know, SNP, uh, you're, you're uh, going to need some supplementation. And, uh, and, and of course, um, not just that, but you really got to clean up your, your entire lifestyle. Well, let's talk about uh, cardiovascular disease. Yes. Well, you know, the heart uh, is one of the organs uh, since it's pumping 24-7. Uh, and it's working really hard and uh, uses, needs a lot of energy. And that's why the, the myocardial cells contain a lot of mitochondria. And, uh, and uh, when the heart is, um, when the energy is not there for what the heart needs to do, it's, it's going to go into heart failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you develop, you know, all, all, all the symptoms of cardiovascular diseases. Uh, so it's super critical. So Dr. Cheng, let's talk about cancer and mitochondrial dysfunction. What is the connection there? Yeah, uh, the, the, the latest theory uh, on cancer is that it's really a metabolic disease. In other words, it's uh, due to uh, mitochondrial dysfunction and not a genetic uh, disease. Uh, and, and they've proven that uh, with many studies, including, you know, if you take a healthy uh, nucleus, but have uh, dysfunctional mitochondria, that cell can turn into 
uh, cancer versus, uh, you know, healthy uh, mitochondria, but genetic alterations, that cell would not turn into cancer. So that's very convincing proof. And of course, uh, this was first shown by Otto Warburg. Uh, that's right. Twenties already. So we're in a way just kind of rediscovering the wheel. Uh, but uh, to me, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and, and I think that's why despite all the money that we poured into cancer research, uh, we really haven't gotten that far in terms of, uh, you know, um, decreased mortality, unfortunately. And that's probably because we're, we're overemphasizing the, the genetic aspect and underemphasizing the mitochondrial or metabolic uh, aspect of the disease. Yeah. Absolutely. And you also talk about the fact, and I found this fascinating, you, you mentioned that the functional medicine paradigm is that all disease starts with stress and gut imbalance, producing liver detoxification deficiency, accumulation mm -hmm. of toxic load, oxidative mm -hmm. stress, and then the loss of mitochondrial function. So it's not yes. that the mitochondria loses function overnight. It's, right. it's a long journey towards yes. that dysfunction, which commences with sort of this stress gut imbalance and then starts to create this toxic overload in the liver. Yes. Mm -hmm. To what extent do you think we should all be on some kind of a liver detox protocol, whether that's something as simple as dandelion root tea or it's something yeah. a little more involved like a liquid or a pill? Yeah, absolutely. I feel that's essential for everybody in this modern age, you know. Uh, you can do something uh, at home. And uh, for me, uh, for my patients, I mean, uh, I usually start them on some sort of uh, gentle uh, liver detoxification program while they're waiting for the lab results to come back. Ah, okay. Uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's always very useful. And then that prepares them to uh, take the supplements that I prescribe. Because if you're too toxic, uh, you'll be like uh, very sensitive to those um, supplements. You can't handle it. So um, I find that uh, a very helpful uh, tool to do uh, right off the bat. You know, makes them feel a little better. And uh, so you, I'm basically strengthening the detox functions of the liver. Uh, basically, you have, uh, you know, the phase one and phase two. And uh, if you just want to uh, gently strengthen phase two, which is, uh, you know, you give some sulfur-containing amino acids. And uh, basically, these are like two steps, like a washer and dryer, so to speak, mm -hmm. uh, in the process that changes toxins, which are generally fat-soluble. Uh, into something that's water soluble that your body can eliminate uh, through the urine or through the bile, and uh, so so that's that's the basis of, of uh, this kind of treatment. And it's quite gentle uh, on the body and just strengthens the, the whole uh, gut function. All right. Well, let's talk about the fact that you say even wrinkles and hearing <laughs> loss is a mitochondrial dysfunction. You know, Doctor Chang, what I'm going to do now, right? Whenever someone complains yeah. of something, I'm going to say. <laughs> mitochondrial dysfunction yeah yes because you know i'm almost 50 and everyone around me is complaining of something or the other yes. how the heck is a wrinkle a mitochondrial dysfunction <laughs> well it's a dysfunction in your collagen uh and when the collagen gets weak um you know the the wrinkles will form e easier and uh so all boils down to the mitochondria, you know, every, that, that's why I, I personally like taking um, collagen uh, peptides mm -hmm. uh, to strengthen uh, the collagen uh, in your body. It's a very critical function. All actually. right, let's go to your last chapter, chapter eight, where you talk about an action plan. Dr. Chang, mm -hmm. what's a plan that someone can begin right away? Yeah. Well, you're, you're going to start with uh, wherever you're at today and uh, slowly uh, build up to a, to, a, to a good plan. And a good plan will include elements from uh, each section that, I, that we've talked about. Uh, number one is to try to eliminate the toxins that are poisoning your mitochondria. Uh, in fact, that's quite critical. Dr. Klinghart uh, feels that's the most important thing. Uh, in a way, it's right. You, you don't want to just... Uh, you know, keep pouring in supplements uh, when, when, when they're already poisoned, right? You got to remove the poison. Uh, 
so uh, eliminate uh, or reduce the, the the toxic elements and then you're gonna um, build the build up the mitochondria with something from the uh, diet uh, with good clean diets and then you're gonna add in some basic uh, supplements that we talked about the CoQ10 uh, and uh, you know NAD vitamin B6 uh, magnesium uh, starting with the basics again um, and then you're going to add in some lifestyle changes. The, the hits exercises uh, should be the first thing. And then uh, you're, you're, uh, you can just go from there. I mean, whatever you can afford, uh, whatever you do consistently. And that's really the key. You know, you don't want to just try it once and say it didn't work. I mean, these things have to be applied on a consistent basis. Uh, and uh, whether it's, you know, um, being adequately hydrated, you know, proper sleep, uh, and then you can try the uh, red light therapies, the infrared saunas. Uh, just keep adding, you know, as you go, and uh, just be aware of how your body is responding. And if it's, uh, uh, you know, doing well, then uh, then just keep doing it, make it a habit, you know. And uh, pretty soon you have a pretty robust program that you can do at home uh, with some basic, with really good diets, a few basic supplements, uh, and, and basic uh, lifestyle, and, and uh, perhaps a few uh, hormesis added in there, and uh, you'll be on your way very quickly. So just just keep at it, make it a habit. Fantastic, Dr. Chang. That has been so insightful. I feel like everybody should be following a mitochondrial health plan. Um, for those of you listening or watching, we are going to, in fact, create a mitochondrial health program, a free program for you, um, an online program. So if you're interested, make sure to send us a message, help at healcircle.org, saying, um, sign me up. And as soon as the program is live, we will add you to it and you will start receiving one simple change a day that you can make to get back to health. All right, Dr. Shank, thank you so much again. For the rest of you, stay smiling. Thank you. That's a wrap. Share your love with a five-star review and get show notes at healthbootcamps.com. Connect with us on Health Bootcamps Facebook and Twitter. Also, don't forget to check out other great interviews and subscribe to the Get Healthier podcast today.